Welcome to Life the Mashup, where four college students come together to talk about all things life. Tune in every week for thoughts, opinions, and stories about our boring lives. Welcome back to Life the Mashup, episode 13. I'm Angus. I'm Kiara. I'm JP. I'm the one. <laughs> I was going to do that, but apparently JP got it in there. Um, unfortunately, so uh, everyone probably noticed, <laughs> everyone probably noticed, uh, who does listen that there hasn't been a podcast out for three weeks now, maybe four weeks. Um, We were trying to make sure that everyone was able to be here. We didn't want to record a man down. Uh, And then there was Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I don't don't like Thanksgiving, but I mean, Do you just not like the food? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly love any of the dishes that are served. Are you a ham eater or a turkey eater or neither? Neither. Neither. Mm. I mean, like I, I mind turkey less than ham, but I, I don't like either that much. Anyway, there was Thanksgiving, uh, and now we still don't have Devon, but we didn't want to put off another week uh, just because we weren't able to have him because end of the semester is coming up, which means our Christmas uh, hiatus from the podcast or uh, winter hiatus, whatever holiday you choose to celebrate is up to you. I believe Hanukkah starts soon, if it hasn't already. Is your was your mic not plugged in all the way? He was not. I we could get you on the line. So uh, I think that's the oh, that's you talking. Anyway, uh, no Devon this week. Uh, before we start with our topic, let's all go around and say how we feel about not having Devon here. Kiara. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so glad he sits across from me. So I'm really glad that I don't have an obstructed view today of the wall because that's much better to look at. I've got to say, um, JP. I'm doing great. I have my feet in his chair. Uh, it's nice. Uh, we're going to have everybody a chance to talk <laughs> <laughs> with no uh, timers or anything like that. I don't think he's ever going to hear this. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, there should be less clipping. Yeah. That's a big one for me since I edit the podcast. Every time Devon laughs, it clips. Um because he laughs so loud, and then he goes back to talking so quietly. So, um, yep. Uh, Devon, if you're listening to this, just know that it's uh, all positives all around with you not being here. It's all positive and professional feedback. For anyone who's wondering, Devon is going to a Patriots game before he moves away and can never go to a Patriots game again. Oh, yes. Yep. So, What just, are we talking about today? Do you want to start with that, or do you want to start with just general updates for the week? General updates. What's going on in your life, Kiara? Or I can go first if you don't have anything going on in your life. Um, do I have anything going on in my life? I mean, what happened over Thanksgiving? We have we haven't we haven't recorded in uh, like we three weeks. Exactly. So, so I feel like definitely, weeks. but like it's now been so long that I don't know what's what's new. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving happened. Spent some time with my family. Spent way more than I should have on Black Friday. You actually bought things on Black Friday. I cool. yeah. I like shopping. I like shopping too, but honestly, at this point, at this point in like internet marketing and everything, it, it feels like eighty percent of the time Black Friday sales aren't that unique in their like discount amounts. Like they come up several other times throughout the year. Yeah, they're really. I didn't, especially on the internet. Mm-hmm. I just like getting to hang out with my family and going because it's normally this year. Did I you just, go in person? Yeah. You, went, you went to like a real store. Yeah. Like, I, like what stores where you live? Like I went to Target. Like the gas station. I went to Barnes and Noble. 
Did you buy some books? I sure did. I bought so many books. How many books did you buy? I think one and a half. I finished listening to it. Ooh. It was so good. That I bought just on Black Friday? Yeah, just on Black Friday. Did you buy other books over break, not on Black Friday? Of course I did. I'm me. What a way to spend. Okay. What about Cyber Monday? I bought one as a gift. I think five. Five books? Yes, that I can recall right now that I bought on Black Friday. Hmm. I don't really do Black Friday shopping. So there was one thing I really wanted this year, uh, a stethoscope um, that was on a really good deal for Black Friday. But I put it on my Christmas list because I'm forced to create one, even though I don't enjoy gift exchanging that much. Um, oh, well. Yeah, I don't really do Black Friday either because, like, I don't think there are really sales. They just pump up the price a month before and then, oh, it goes Especially down. places like Amazon really do that. Yeah. But I bought uh, two sets, no, one set, like a full suit and then just like a blazer. Well, like, like a dress, like a yeah, business suit. like a business suit. Okay. And then like just one extra sport, I guess they're called sport. Sport coat. Sport coat. I love a good just sport coat. Just because I had one that was running a little short now. And I don't know, it's a good investment. Hopefully yeah. I can use a lot. How much, I mean, you don't have to answer this, it's up to you. How much did you spend on the suit? So usually the one, and, and that's true, because, like, I've, it's a, it's a good brand. I mean, like, you talk, like, when, like, when you talk about, like, it's an investment, some suits absolutely are. You're, like, $45 JCPenney suit. No, 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 no. But, it like, was like, it was a good brand. They're usually, like, for the f- whole suit, is like, between 700 and mm-hmm. 1500 but I paid, like, $500 yeah. for, like, that's just one. Deal. I was at a I the tailor I usually go to is in New York State, not the city. Um, but the last time I got suits there, I mean they're expensive suits. I think they were it was like eight hundred and fifty bucks yeah. for the suit, but he was doing buy one get one free Ooh. on the suit. So I got a whole second yeah. suit for free, which was fantastic. But those definitely are investments. Like those, you get them dry cleaned when they need it, and you don't need to dry clean it every single time you wear it. Um, get them dry cleaned as needed and they'll last a long time and yeah. They're important if you want to work in an industry that, I mean, if you want to be at Google and you want to wear your jeans and tank top every day, then maybe you don't need it, five suits. But I like wearing a suit, so. I don't think I'm going to need a suit for my internship a lot. Uh, I mean, it's always nice for AKSI. I do wear a suit a lot. I do wear a lot of professional attire, which is do nice. Do we need to cut that you just said the name of the fraternity you're in? It's okay. a national fraternity. It's a national fr- it's an oh, they just don't know what chapter fraternity. you're in. Okay, never mind, yeah. we're good. Which after you? Ooh. Oh, you're not wearing letters today. I'm not. I wear them on uh, Wednesdays. Why would I? Oh, Are you required to wear Wednesdays. letters on Wednesdays? Yes. Okay. We all have to wear letters on Wednesdays. I mean, I, yeah, I guess. So, I love that you just dead ass. You're like, you wear them on Wednesdays. So is that? <laughs> so I just came back from New York City. So it's Wednesday there, two too. Days. No, no, no. I know, but I skipped two days. <laughs> so for me, today is Monday because it's my first day back from uh-huh. Thanksgiving. So my week is almost up. What did you do in up. New York City? So I went – so I'm uh, – Start with the happy thing and then talk about the annoying thing. So the, the reason I went there was – What's the annoying Because I had to, like, do some paperwork in the Spanish consulate. And then I was like, oh, I'm here already. I'm going to go to the Mexican consulate. Mexican consulate, but I had no appointment, so they were like, no, nah, no, nah, you need an appointment. But then I was like, okay, I'm bored. I'm in New York City. What should I do? What fun things can I do? Like, I've seen the Statue of Liberty. I've been in the tour bus. I've been to, like, Times Square, 
my hotel was in the same road. I've been to Broadway and it was Monday. And Monday, uh, it's usually referred as uh, Black Day, I think, or something like that, because it's the day where they rest. Um, you mean the Broadway performers? The Broadway, I, yeah, I thought you yeah. meant like the entirety of New York City. No, 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 no. I was no, like, it's the Broadway. city that never sleeps. What do no, you just mean, Broadway. man? But they still have some Broadway plays yeah. because like everybody else is not performing. So like you perform and you make some more money. But I was like, no, I don't want to go to Broadway. What else do I like that happens in New York City? And I was like, oh, no way, The Tonight Show. So I started looking and we went to the standby line. We got tickets. We went back to make sure we could use the standby tickets because they're not like a, a guarantee that you can go in, even though if you have because there are standby tickets. But we made it in. It was great. Ooh. Do you get your money back if you it, it's can't? Free. Oh, it's, it's free. free for the standby. Yeah, yeah. It's free uh, uh, for everything. Like you can you can book your tickets online like mm-hmm. weeks in advance. But if you don't, you can go the day off and just get in line. Oh, so it's free if you just have, like, a regular sitting, like, you actually have a guaranteed yeah. t- ticket? Yeah, it's free. Well, if you go up on stage, with, like, for the show, they usually pay you to do that. Right. Like, but I don't think I don't think JP got invited up. No, but, it, like, they need the audience because, like, when you watch it online, like, the laughs you hear, those are actually live. They're not ad- – that was a studio cool. audience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a real live studio The, the only thing is that they have a teleprompter. It's not it's, – it's not – it's all scripted. What? I mean, I it's was ex- not all natural? I was expecting it, but, like, the teleprompter is an actual guy with a paper. Yeah. I was expecting, like, something like a screen or something. They still do know. actual paper on, on Saturday Night Live, I think, too. Yeah. Are you okay, Kiara? You look spooked. I'm just bleeding from my thumb, and I was trying to find yeah. a tissue, but I don't have any in my bag, so just, now I'm just going to bleed. Do you want me to take your blood pressure? <laughs> I have my blood pressure cuff. That's <laughs> it. Just lick it. Just lick it. I I did, but I don't want to. That's not BSI. That's not body substance isolation. Thumb. It's not good. If you look your, I mean, I probably won't be that much of a difference. It's your own blood, but. But I. That's a thing we say a lot in in the like in EMT class. Every time you do a simulation scenario, because in real life you need to make sure you're wearing the appropriate protective equipment. You say BSI, stands for body substance isolation. And so scene is safe. My my. Are you Hulk? If you if you're yeah. My body okay. substances need to stay isolated from your body substances. Oh. Yeah. I don't want you puking in my mouth or anything. Oh. oh. Yes. Anyway. But overall, Adam, uh, I mean Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. The Tonight Show was fun. Adam Sandler showed up. Zoe Saldana was there. Um, another comedian that I cannot remember his name. Um, actually, a Broadway... Uh, Broadway, uh, it was uh, Anne Juliet. It's a new Broadway play. The actors or the performers were there and performed I a song. To choose the right audio apps for uh, thank you, Siri. It was it was fun. It was a little bit of everything. Some comedy, some music, some dancing. Do you regularly watch The Tonight Show? I mean, I watch it on YouTube or I watch it on TikTok. I watch, like, the shorts. I don't watch the whole episode. Because, well, like, I, like, I remember you watched the Oscars last year. Or, like, earlier yeah. this year. And I was like, I didn't know anyone still actually watched the Oscars. I mean, I'm, I'm very interested. I'm very, like, I'm very interesting, interested in the entertainment industry as a whole. I am, too. The Oscars and, like, the like any set of Academy Awards I don't usually watch because, in general, I don't really give a crap what, like, the the American Film Academy or the American Television Academy, like, what they feel like the best things are. But that's like that's why I don't watch them. But I mean, I was really rooting for two actors, and they both 
I mean, they didn't lose, but they didn't get the award. Mm-hmm. So they but lost. I mean, they lost, but just being there, that's a win, you know? <laughs> just for being there, that's a success. But yeah, it was, it was okay. I think it was better before. It was more like, I don't know, but it was all right. Today, I was watching the World Cup. Mexico got disqualified. For right? what? For the World Cup. Like, like, did they lose or did they get disqualified? So, no, like, actually, they won the game, but they got disqualified because of points. So, basically, they're in a group. There are four teams in the group. Yeah. They play four times, and then, like, whoever gets more points, they're best to, like, move on. Mm-hmm. And for the last 30 years, Mexico has always moved on. Because, like, Mexico has, like, an okay team. It's not, like, a, the best one. But it has an okay team. But we lost. It was very sad. It was very, very tight. Like, just, like, one goal difference that we needed. And, yeah. But it was fun. It was good. It was it was a fun game to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I played soccer for 12 years, but I really don't like soccer that much. Oh, no, no. I just watch. I don't play. I suck. Uh, well, if no one's going to ask, my break. <laughs> Wait, Angus, how was your break? Uh, I really didn't. I mean, I, I say I didn't do that much. I stayed here over break, um, and I worked at the rescue squad uh, all days. Um, so I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot. I didn't get to – I bought food to cook while I was here. Um and I, I, co- I ended up cooking most of it, but by I, cook you mean throw in the microwave? No, like use it because normally. Oh, did you use their kitchen? Normally, I don't use the kitchen that I have access to on campus because a ton of people have access to it and it's really busy. So over the break, everyone was gone, so I did use the kitchen a lot more. Uh, no, it was more just that like our break wasn't that long; it was only five days, um, unless you left early, but. Like the very first day of break, I went over there and I made breakfast. And then when I got back, that was an exhausting 11-hour shift. And the kitchen is in a different building from the building I live in. So I really just didn't have the gusto to like fill up a bag with stuff and walk over there and use the kitchen and then have to like walk all the way back with it to eat and everything. So I didn't end up doing that much at all. Not that many updates for me. I didn't do any Black Friday shopping. I, I kind of wish I did. Cyber Monday? No. But you you I still have time. I didn't buy anything. When there are some deals out there still. I know. I'm not going to buy anything, though. I mean, you can buy me something. What do you want? I mean, for me, it's more of just that I like spending time with my family, and it's a good time for you to do that. I didn't spend very much time with my family. Yeah, we all, like, all, normally all of the women in my family get together to go Black Friday shopping. Oh, well, the men are invited. That's a little sexist, Kiara. If they want to come, but they never want to come. Mm-hmm. They're like, that's, no, send the girls to do that, you know? Women be shopping. <laughs> well, you know, it's just it's a good time. We also like you know get up at four a.m. to go to Walmart. Woo. Wow, we should have done like a, a Secret Santa thing. We were it was in the group chat. Yeah, we, yeah, but then like they were like ah, I'm broke. It, yeah, that was your roommate. That was yeah, there was just one person that said that. But like Devon said the same thing. But like he spent. He like, also proposed the idea and then went. No, I'm I broke. told him. Oh, so he yeah, just took I credit. Was, yeah, I was in Walmart with him, and I was like, oh, we should do the uh, gingerbread houses, and then we should do uh, Secret Santa. 
I don't really want to do gingerbread houses, but I'm willing to. I'm, do I'm down Santa for still. Secret Santa, genuinely. But we, if we're gonna do that, we have I to. I mean, we have like a week and a half. Right, so it would be like a draw straws soon yeah. type of thing. Like tomorrow. Yeah, if we could get everybody together. I talked to my girlfriend about it. She was fine with She's doing down? it as long as we set the budget at like fifteen or twenty dollars. Yeah, like if, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think cap it at twenty. I think we shall be able to manage that. Sounds like it might just be like the four of us. <laughs> All four. right. I said three. Well, including because remember I said. Oh no, I'm not including him. No, not him. My girlfriend yeah. oh, said oh, she yes. would do it. Yes, Devon, we're not including you. Yeah, Devon. He's well, Devon proposed the idea and then said he didn't have money to do it, so that's kind of his fault. Devon, if you're hearing this and you want to join, you can join. Imagine he just, doesn't listen to this episode. You, you just need to say pineapple. I want to join. That way, we are gonna prove that he. Listens yeah, to yeah. It, if you, you want to join, you have to say the word pineapple. Okay. Yeah. New rule. All right. Well, the the true topic for today uh, is one we've been talking about since we started the podcast, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I thought about a lot when I was a freshman and going into the first semester of my sophomore year. And that's really the question of does what college you choose – and I'll put some delimiters on this in a second, but does what college you choose make a big difference? Um, and the delimiters I'll put on it are I'm going to specify – I'm going to sort of narrow it down to like generalized degrees. So like, Juanpa, you're going to a second college right now because they have a very specified degree that's only offered in two places. So not including things like that. Like obviously mm-hmm. when you're talking about a degree that's only offered at, you know, two, three places in the United States, what college you choose to go to, yeah, it makes a big difference. But we're talking I'm I'm saying generalized education and for me and we'll go around and interpret the question however you see fit. For me when I think about this question, I think about the the quality and – what's the right word for it? I think about the quality of your education, like the quality of professors and support systems and all that kind of stuff at the university. And uh, I don't really want to say quantity but exactly what it is you're learning. Um, so Kiara, do you want to start? I can start. I think there are something like people that I think it depends on what the course is because if it's like your gen eds, the everybody has to take it. I don't think that changes depending on where you go. I think that's the same kind of standard. But I think though, like we all came to this college because the name's going to be on the degree. Like I think that matters. I think the name brand counts. Like that's why people are like, yeah, I went to Harvard. Like it's like it's a flex. We're not at Harvard. New one to figure out. <laughs> wow. I mean, Harvard's not in New York, and I think we revealed that. So. Did, we, did we reveal we're in New York? Okay, wonderful. Not at Harvard. Add it to the list. Um, yeah, so I think I think it just depends because it's a name. Like, it's the name. That's part of why I'm here. JP? Yeah. JP has the contrary opinion, I think, in this compared at least to me. Well, so I'm very interested to hear your reasoning. I mean, sort of. I think it does matter, like, where you go. But it it matters, like, I think it depends on, like, each individual person. Like, for example, for me personally, I I didn't really want to be. So I regret in the sense of 
not choosing a bigger school or a school in a different location. Because mm-hmm. we are we are in like a... Well, see, where I was from, we would call this the middle of East Bumfuck Nowhere. <laughs> yes. But like... I mean, it's not exactly... We have a Walmart, and you don't have that where I'm from. So <laughs> it's bigger than that. So basically, we're not in a city. So yeah. that's fine. And where I'm living right now, I'm not in a city either. But I think I enjoy the city life, and I enjoy interacting with people. However, being in a smaller school, being like between 2,000 and 6,000 students. Yeah, about including the graduate programs and everything. Yeah. I that's a that's a small school but it's not like a super tiny school. It's a it, it's it has a recognizable name. It's a good engineering school. Uh it's a good business school. I mean like I think academic wise we're in a good place. Um another benefit of that is that for example, academic wise in a physics classroom Physics is going to be the same here. It's going to be the same in Harvard. It's going to be the same in Connecticut. It's going to be the same in Pennsylvania. Like, it's physics. Like Mexico, if you Mexico, had stayed in Mexico. Like, China. Well, maybe China there. I don't it know. It might be China. the same course material, but yeah. it's going to be taught differently. And I think yeah. that's but like where the divide One benefit we have is that we can just go to the office hours of the professor and talk with him. If you were in Harvard or in a school with, like, 50,000 people or 25,000 people, I think you wouldn't have that luxury. So that's something that um, I, I was I, – I forgot that we were recording this tonight, but I was talking to a professor that I, I know pretty well right now. Um, I'm going to say who he is just because I know you two both know him, but I'm going to bleep it. What, the you? color of your shirt? Yes. Yes. Um <laughs> He's going to say it I, anyway. I, I was going to say it anyway, but now I guess you guys know who it is. I don't need to say it. Yes, um, yes. So that professor and I get along really well. Um, and I was talking to him. The class that I'm in with him right now has 13, maybe 16 students in it, maybe only like 10 or 11 of whom who actually show up to class regularly because uh, this is college. And it's it's advanced calculus. It's real analysis. So – it's expected to be a smaller class, but at the same time, I was talking to him. He teaches some lower-level calculus as well, calculus one and calculus two. He taught calculus one for me. Yep. Uh, he was talking. We were talking literally, specifically about the size of this university today, and he had gone to. Uh, I won't name all of them, but uh, 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 Penn State uh, main campus, I believe, State College. Um, and he did a postdoc at Rutgers, huge universities. Postdoc obviously is a little bit specific, but he was talking about how he, when he was at Penn State and a couple of other institutions that he did undergrad and grad at, um, especially when he was an undergrad, there, you, you never spoke to a professor ever. Like if you, like you went, you watched them speak during lecture. And then if you had questions, you went to TAs or graduate programs but office hours for the actual professor weren't really existent. Uh, and that's something that we definitely benefit from here. I would say that most classes I've been in once I really got on track with my major, when I was a freshman and I was taking chemistry and physics and all those things, uh, 
I wouldn't say that I knew all my professors super well because I didn't really ever go to office hours for them. But especially once I got more specific into my major, taking differential equations and higher levels of calculus and then advanced calculus and proofs classes, uh, I haven't taken a class in a long time where the professor didn't know my first name. Like, uh, like yeah. I, I haven't taken a class in a while where the professor didn't look at me and know that was Angus. Yeah. Um, and, like, even if you don't take – not take advantage, but, like, even if you don't need or use the office hours – like, you have that resource there, yeah. and I think it's nice, and, like, you may not have it in many other places. Like, in the second university I'm attending, I'm attending an online program, there are, like, 20,000 students, I think. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a bigger university. In the program I'm in, like, I can call the professor and he'll respond because, like, it's a small class. We are, like, 25 to 30 students. 19,000 students. Yeah. Um and, like, he knows my name. I've talked with him, like, over Zoom. Hopefully I'll meet him uh, next semester because he seems very nice. And then I have a professor that lives in Florida. So, like, it's online, but, like, he knows me personally. That's nice. But if I was in a bigger school where, like, the professor, like, if the professor doesn't know you personally, it's okay. But, like, when the professor knows you, it, it feels different. Like, I personally feel more like... uh like, I want to do better because, mm-hmm. like, he knows me, you know? No, I will say absolutely, like, going to, you know, this guy's office hours, the relationship that I have with him, definitely, it makes me want to work harder in the class because when I go to turn in uh, a homework, he knows my, like, I shouldn't say my skill level, but he knows, like, pretty well my understanding of the material. Mm-hmm. So if I hand in a homework... He's going to know, looking at it, that I could have gone like I – mean, it's Proust's class. It's real analysis. So every homework is just proofs pretty much. He's going to look at this and be like, I know you could have been more rigorous here. Maybe you were like busy. Something else was going on. You just needed to get the homework turned in. Um, but he he knows. And that makes me work harder in the class, which you know maybe not in this specific class, but especially for people that like plan to go on to graduate programs – and stuff like that, that's good skills to develop by really putting in the work in those classes. What do you think about office hours? I don't attend that many office hours, but I do like that I have the ability to if I needed it. I just, I probably should go to a lot more than I do, to be honest. So I went to office hours in my intro to basically our, like, freshman writing class we're all required to take. Um... I went to office hours in that uh, from time to time because the professor would send out emails uh, every once in a while during office hours and say, reminder, we have office hours right now. If you have any questions about such and such paper, come on in unless you're Angus. I don't want to see Angus in office hours. If he comes in, I'll close the Zoom call. So when he'd put something like that in because he knew me, we got along really well, Like, and it was something funny like that, I would go to office hours. Other than that, I never legitimately went to office hours until this real analysis class. Mm-hmm. So I didn't utilize them a whole lot either. But once I needed that resource, which I really do in this class, I mean, it's impossible to take this class without office hours unless you're Stephen Hawking. Um, once I had, like, knowing that resource is there is fantastic. Yeah. What other resources do you think you have? that you wouldn't have or would be less accessible in a bigger or other school? 
I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't really know. And I guess it would be interesting to do like this same podcast with somebody who has either transferred or who is like doing a semester abroad here or like who is from another country like that is studying abroad over here. I think it will be interesting to get like somebody else's perspective. So I'll say I I don't I don't know his perspective and he's not going to come on this podcast. But my brother transferred from a school about <laughs> this size. He's not coming on the podcast. I'm not letting him in this studio. Um he transferred from a school not here but from a school about this size to a much like much larger school. A school where he knows other people that go to the same university. He's been there for a year and a half and he's never seen them. Mm-hmm. Um just like he's never seen them around. Whereas I see the same people around all the time. And I feel like the question of like what do you think you – what was your question again? What do you gain? What do you not gain like being what, what here? What resources do you have that you think you wouldn't have in other places? Like maybe like you will have a career center everywhere but it's not the same. Like – I think there's a better connection to the student body here. Because I think, smaller. yeah, I think it's all sort of generalized under that same umbrella. Uh, your advisors are going to know you better in general. Um, you know, the other related student support staff, you know, dean of students kind of things, your residence life office. If you go to like a SUNY school, your CAs, um, all that kind of stuff. And I think that goes like... It close, closely, like, relates with, like, the opportunities you have doing research or, like, joining clubs or organizations. Like, there is not a lot of, I guess not competition, but it's not like, like, you can join a club or organizations, for example, in your case, like EMS, and you can get involved and you can get something Absolutely, out of it. Absolutely, yeah. That I think... I mean, that that's problematic sometimes. We're about to have elections, and we've had problems for the last few sets of elections that there's just not enough people around to run. Yeah. So I'll say just to throw some numbers in there. My brother started at a university whose undergraduate enrollment was about 2,000, and then after uh, – was it just one semester? No, it was, it was a year and a half. He was there for a year and a half. He transferred to a university with 20,000 undergraduate students. Uh, and I, I would be interested in what, what that kind of change was. There's some confounding variables there with some places like here at our small university, unless you have a, an exemption, uh, you need to live on campus. There's, you can't live off campus without exemptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of different exemptions you can get. Technically, if you're a member of Greek Life, like my two co-hosts here today are, Ooh. and you're Greek Life – Association has a house. Does AKSI have a house? No, they do not have a house. Mm-mm. They have that hidden room. They did. We did? Yeah. Here? A long time ago. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Uh, I, I believe they, they like, had a house, and then AKSI closed down completely. Like, they weren't even a fraternity anymore. And then they came back to life, but well, without yeah, a house. We were shut down by national schools. Actually, oh, I, I guess if I say this, it, it's going to, like, t- tell everybody where we are. We'll skip over. It's fine. Yeah. You can tell Kiara and I later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. I think, it, yeah, I think I mentioned it. But, uh, anywho, I think just general student support structure is going to be better at a smaller 
place. At the same time, you have to sacrifice location. I didn't want to be somewhere in this type of area. I much prefer the city life. I grew up in a way smaller place even than here, and here is a small place. You know, we have Walmart, yeah. but we, we kind of just have Walmart. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. We don't even have a Target, bro. It's very well, sad. Even I Target. wouldn't consider that much of a thing. I love Target. I don't. I don't. I don't not like Target. I'm saying I don't consider Target to be the mark of a amount of population in a particular area, like I consider Walmart to be. Well, I do. Well, that's too bad. I mean, I think I feel like anybody could get a Walmart. Color. Not everybody can get it. No, Target. Target's more expensive. Exactly why? Not why everybody can get one. Everybody could get a Walmart. Okay, anybody can drive uh-huh. a tractor to a Walmart. You can't do that with a Target. You can. That's true. you can't. There's. It's there's a better vibe. <laughs> there's nothing stopping it from being the exact same vibe. I can get all my trucker people together from where I'm from. Your trucker people. Yeah, we can go to Target. We can nasty it up just like they nasty up the Walmart. Anyway, for me, the the big thing, the reason I want to talk about this comes down to, especially as an undergraduate, when you, I think when you move on to graduate, especially doctoral. This becomes a wildly different conversation. But for undergraduate, I think – I know Kiara was talking about gen eds. I think for undergrad, it applies to almost every course you'll take that the content of what you're learning is going to be pretty much the same across the board. You know, I – and some people have different names for things. So like at this university, we have three calculus calculus three classes with calculus in the name some places go up to calculus four um but calculus four is what we call differential equations which Wampa is currently in and it's the same content differential equations doesn't really change maybe your your university slightly changes you know what they put in that class they focus more on calculus oriented topics instead of like what Juanpa's doing right now in his differential equations class, which is some linear algebra-based stuff, uh, which is a little less calculus-y depending what you're doing with it. Um, I think the content is going to be pretty much the same. And, and that's a – if the content is going to be pretty much the same, then the sort of leftover variable is about experience. And there's the academic experience and that's I think the quality of your professors and the connection you have with them. I think the connection is always going to be better at a school like this and I think quality of professors honestly is pretty evenly distributed. For me, all my friends that go to other schools from fantastic schools like Stanford and Yale to schools that are our size uh, to really small schools and community colleges and state colleges. I mean, honestly, at this point, there's a lot of state colleges that are closer to like Stanford, Yale level than they are to our level. UCLA is a a quote unquote public Mm -hmm. state school, but it's still a, so is, you know, like Penn State, University of Maryland, places like that. I mean, the university, the other university that I attend, it's a state school. It is, yeah. It's public, technically, but it's... it's, Yeah, it's 20, well, yeah, I guess it's public. When I just looked it up to show you your undergraduate population, it says public, yeah. Okay. I mean, because of that one half of it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway. (laughs) But, yeah. 
I think overall, it, it just you're probably gonna get the same, maybe the same or similar quality of it. Maybe not the same quality, but the same, the same topics, the same quantity of like knowledge. Like you're gonna get like yes, force equals ma here <laughs> and everywhere else. But like it just depends on how you take advantage of all the other resources you may have in a smaller school like us. Like for example, if you are a follower of the podcast, you you can you know how involved we are around campus and like all the organizations and like affiliations we have, and maybe you will be able to do all of that in a bigger university. Absolutely, yeah. So it's just how you take advantage of things like this. Um, Kiara's doing her homework. It looks like. Oh, wait, what class is that? This would be genetics. Genetics. What's genetics? So those things in your body. Um, no, those are genes. I have genetics in my body. <laughs> yeah, your DNA. Uh, you know. No, those are his genes. What's a DNA? My genes? No, I have sweatpants today. You oh, do have sweatpants. I'm not today. even wearing my jeans. You're also. What does DNA jeans? stand for? I used to know. It's. I could not pronounce it. Like I can see what it like. Spell it. D o c d no, I can't. something acid. Yeah. You see? I'm a mechanical... Deoxyribonucleic acid. Yeah. And what's RNA? It's just... Why are we quizzing me right now? Because you're doing your genetics homework when we're recording the podcast. Because it's due at midnight. Okay, well, it's 1040. You got an hour and 20 minutes. Okay, but we're not going to be out of here in enough time. And I've been actively being a part of the conversation. Don't roast me right now, okay? <laughs> at least I showed up, unlike oh. other people. Ooh. Ooh. Where are you referring? Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> anyway, I agree with you. And I actually just had a thought. When I think about this, obviously, to a degree, a naturally self-centered viewpoint, I think about classes that I take, things like mathematics, computer science, and then classes that most of my friends take, things like statics and uh, you know, physics, chemistry, things like that. But I think it definitely also becomes different when you start spanning out into less concretely defined sciences. If you start talking about, you know, business, social sciences, stuff like that, I think the people teaching the class – business is really sticking out in my head for this. And I suppose it's it's – you know, I'm sure lots of schools still use the same textbook and things like that. And so at its very heart, you're getting a lot of similar ideas of education. But I think sometimes things like that, the your professor, who they are, what their personal experience is, really makes a bigger difference. You know, my real analysis professor is fantastic, but whether or not he has industry experience in mathematics – doesn't really change anything about we use he didn't write the textbook for this class it's a standardized textbook that literally thousands of people are using right now it's like one of the most popular textbooks it's abbott's you know that's not really reviewing anything saying we're using abbott's understanding analysis cuz literally i think more places use that than anything else um so whether i was reading abbott's understanding analysis or taking it with him or taking it with the professor that taught it before him four or five years ago, I don't think it would make that much difference. And I don't think it would make that much difference, honestly, if I were taking it at MIT because it's still undergraduate level real analysis. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, maybe if I was there, I'd be taking it from someone who was best friends with Abbott and, you know, wrote the foreword to the book. But to the content of the education, would that really make much of a difference? I don't think so. And I think for some people, that's really worth taking into account because we haven't really said this, but what, why? Why does it matter what school you go to at all? And what we're kind of discussing is ruling out the academic portion other than when it comes to the name. But JP, you have, I mean, you're very much more around in the business world than either of us are. What do you think the value of the name is for a generalized degree? Not talking about something specific like what you're doing, but like my degree in computer science. What do you think the value of putting, you know, Stanford computer science versus putting SUNY Albany? Is there a SUNY Albany? There's got to yes. be. Um, yeah, the University of Albany is SUNY. I think, but there's no there's no university called SUNY Albany, right? No, but just like University it is of a Buffalo SUNY is a SUNY school. Yes. But, okay. So I think you so could I call think... it SUNY Albany, but. I think the difference was bigger before. Mm -hmm. Like, to put a time, let's say 2005 or 2000. When we were all a year old. Or yes. we, we were negative four years old. Yeah. <laughs> so I think at that time, if you were like, okay, I graduated from Stanford, it was like, oh, okay, I know this school because I've heard it in the news, I've seen movies. Right now, I think it's more important what you do, your involvement outside of school, like your extracurriculars and your experience. I think it's more important that than like, oh, yes, I'm studying at MIT or I'm studying at Harvard because Peter Parker goes in MIT and like, oh, it's a bigger school. I think it well, well, really well, hold on now. Ooh. The most recent Spider-Man movie, Peter Parker has not yet gotten into MIT. He did at the end, didn't he? No, his friends got in, but he but sacrificed he his memory to not get into MIT. Oh, that's that true. true. Mm. So Ned and... Zendaya are yeah. MJ? Oh, I, I, I heard they're engaged now. <laughs> okay, but, like, they haven't confirmed it in, in like... So, I think it's just a, because they're very private. The oh, people, not are they dating. Everyone knows they're dating. They're are they dating, engaged? but there's, there's like, stories coming out. But Hola. Hola. There's, it's not like there's, like, a photo of her wearing a ring or that there's, like, any public oh, statement is. that came but out of But neither of those are on the ring finger. Yeah, that's not on her oh. ring finger. It's not a diamond. Like, you know... Not that an engagement ring has to be a diamond, but also it's Zendaya. She needs a diamond. Yeah, but I don't know. Going back to what we were talking about, I think it's the same as like... Yeah, Tom is going to be Mr. Zendaya now. <laughs> but he's so short, replied another. Uh, okay, anyway. JP. I think it's the same thing as like wearing fancy clothes or like driving a super fancy car or like mm -hmm. for things like that, I think, yes, it's the brand name. It's like, oh, he's wearing Nikes instead of like... I don't know, New Balance, you mm. know, like Nike is like... What's wrong with New Balance? I mean, I'm joking, Nike I'm joking. is a bigger brand. It's yeah. like, you know, yeah. and like if you, we were just talking about it in the Black Friday shopping, like sometimes you make an investment and it's more expensive and it's because it's going to last longer and things like that. I think in school, yes, the schools are different prices. It is an investment, but I'm not here for the brand name. And I don't. If I were, if I was here for the brand name, I would be in Harvard or MIT. I think nowadays it's more. It's more valuable your experience, and maybe, maybe yes, having the brand name of yeah, I worked at Apple at an internship, or I worked for the FBI. I think those brand names, they are better than the school. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely becoming that name definitely matters more than than the name on your diploma. And I mean in some fields like even the diploma might not be as as important as it used to be. I think diplomas are still really important like at this point whether or not you think it's a good thing and there's a lot of debate on it, you know, for a lot of people just getting a bachelor's degree in something is considered sort of the minimum. Mm-hmm. Um which is obviously very different than it used to be. I don't remember why I just looked this up, but it was related to something. Uh, oh, maybe like investment, maybe like a more expensive car. Uh, yeah, so this is like you were talking about you know, the New Balance, Nike comparison, the Stanford. I mean, both whatever. are great brands, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Because there are things like, like you could spend how, – how much is a G-Wagon? It's it's pretty high up there. It's it's up there. What is uh, base base cost? G wagon seventy five something like oh. one hundred and forty. Hey, yeah, double that. Um, <laughs> one hundred and forty, and then you're going to take that one hundred and forty, and you're going to absolutely burn through at least according to this Google search through eighteen miles to the gallon um, uh, for gas mileage, or you can go out and you can buy a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Very much cheaper, uh, very well known for its durability and long lastiness. And you know what? It's got 33 miles per gallon. Or you could be super cool, like JP's brother, who had my dream car, and you could get a Prius, <laughs> where you get like 50 ha- miles. Have to your the dream car is a Prius. Have you seen the Corona? It's a new Toyota. Yeah, car. I've seen a Corona. That's not the, the new one. Yeah. <laughs> The disease. Okay, yeah. so my dream car is a Porsche Taycan, but that's fully electric. Um, yeah. I adore the gas mileage of the Prius. It's it's crazy. Um, it's it's just so beautiful, and it's, uh, it's a nice car. To, it's not. It's a nice. Car. I mean, your brother still has a hybrid. Yeah. Uh, it's just a different uh, hybrid. And he got a hybrid after driving the Prius because, like, we had a Prius back in Mexico and it was great. Um, yeah. And it's actually I was just in a in a workshop about global business and like uh, they, uh, they were talking about companies and how how companies work globally right so they were talking about like McDonald's and Toyota and like the big companies that are everywhere but also like smaller companies like uh, I'm blanking out uh, maybe like Dell like it's well known but maybe you won't have Dell in China maybe you would I'm just uh, I don't know I don't know, some other company. Like Apple. That's a small company. Apple. No, I'm like, joking. <laughs> but something like that. And, like, it's the same thing. Like, Toyota is much, it's a much bigger brand mm-hmm. than Mercedes-Benz, but Mercedes-Benz has, like, oh, it's luxury. It's, like, more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, you, yeah. You may want to drive a car that gives you more, gives gives you, like, gives you something back. You may just want to drive a car that has a brand name and it's more comfortable and more looks, 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 uh, looks serious. Luxury. Has more luxuries. Uh, luxurious. Look, look, yeah, that. <laughs> that was the word you were getting at. Uh, yeah. So I just thought of something a little bit. I'll, I'll post quickly. I think it's a good thing and it's something that you had mentioned that just generally jobs are leaning a little bit more towards it seems like experience-based hiring instead of just what's the name on your diploma and what's the number that's written next to it on your transcript. Um, 
So, like, I'm talking about your GPA. But a lot of times, uh, it's also who you know, and this no, connection. Um, and that's that's my second point that I'm going to make because I think that's a pro for some other places. Um, I think you know if you went to a school our sized and you got a degree and you came out with a GPA, you know, like it's hard to it's hard to say something like I think like like two point something is is not a bad GPA, mm-hmm. but it's gonna it's not gonna work for the reference I'm gonna make in a second. You came out with like a three point one, three point two for a GPA. Not the perfect GPA, but you can show a resume that has your summer internship you did at Microsoft or uh, even at you know not such a, a big company, but something mid size. Like I'm trying to get a job with a company right now that no one would know the name of. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make software for prisons, but they're still a big company. It's just not a company that average Joe ever interacts with, unless you're a corrections officer. Mm-hmm. So, I think being able to show that is a lot more important now than being able to show that you went to Stanford and you came out with a four O. The caveat that I'll give to that is what Kiara said. I think at bigger universities, you sometimes have more access to network with more people that gives you access to more things. And you're very big on networking. I'm big on networking as well, but not nearly as big as you are, JP. Yeah, I guess th- that quote, like, network is your net worth, I, I definitely agree with that. However, I I have a good experience with networking with alumni from our university. So, yeah. for example... I contacted for, actually for my pledging process for AKSI, I think it's a national thing. You have to, like, interview brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the interview process, like, I am the interviewer. I had to interview somebody in my industry of choice or, like, my industry of interest. And I found an alumni that recently graduated from Clarkson that is working at Universal or Orlando at the theme parks. Yeah, I'm friends with, I, I think we're talking about the same guy. I'm oh, friends yeah. with him on, on LinkedIn. Yeah. So it was nice to like see that. And I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be. He was in the army? He was in, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, guy. oh, I, I thought it was going to be harder to find somebody from our university. And then like getting more connections in LinkedIn, I found out that the CEO of an entertainment company that it, it's pretty big. Uh, he, he was student, a student at Clarkson. So I was like, no way. So I connected with him. I texted him. And like, it, it was just great to find. Uh, uh, Why are we now on my LinkedIn? Oh, yeah, we're just looking. Keep keep talking. An alumni that is the CEO of a big company. So, yes, in a bigger school, like, more people graduate, so there's more connections. Like, I think you can still find... My Stop the Bleed's going to end up there, too. Keep talking about it. I think you can still find connections. No, you absolutely can. And I think, you know, bonus to the big school, there's more people there, in theory, to make connections with. Right. Bonus to the small school... You actually interact with people and you get to see them often enough. You know, like like it's not – our school isn't a big school, but there are over – I mean there's well over. There is multiples of a 1,000 people that are students here. So say you went to – I don't know. What is Penn State's undergrad population? 76,000 undergraduates university-wide. Say you went there. That's 76,000 people. That's, you know, 70,000 plus more people that you'll interact with than you literally could – that you could interact with that you just couldn't hear. But 
we still have multiple thousands of people here. You're never going to interact with every right. student already at a stu- school of this size. So how much more networking – obviously, there's more networking potential. How much more networking value do you get going somewhere with 75,000 people? You can't meet, chat, and rub up on to get more internships, all 75,000 of them. I think in the networking – I'm going to say in the networking industry. Oh, yes. I just made up an industry. Oh, that's um, definitely an industry. No, it's definitely an industry, I mean, yeah. it probably is. I think it, it's very, it's very, very, it's very nice when you're interviewing with somebody or when you're talking with somebody and you click on something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. We're on Kiara's LinkedIn skills, and under there she has email. I sent some pretty good email. Kiara is skilled in email. Yes, uh, I am. I'll endorse you. Thank you. And email etiquette. I wouldn't say that your email etiquette's all that fantastic, honestly. What do you mean, bro? It's good. You but see I don't think my it's weekly emails for EMS. I'd also like to point out that Kiara has on here her adult mental health first aid certification under license and certification. Nothing wrong with that, except that it does expire. Yeah, I just couldn't figure out what the expiration date was. So it's just two years. That. Phenomenal. See, I can update that. Also, now. mental health. First yeah, it needs and to be changed. Should yeah. all be capitalized. They should my, be. You're correct. Your what? Oh, your mental health my, first yeah. aid. I don't have my mental health first aid, but I do have. I do have a lot of my other ones. I mean, I have a lot more certifications than you guys. No, I have more. I mean, not health related. Yeah, my stop the bleed is currently not in mine, and it should be. But I have my stop know. the bleed, my stop the bleed instructor, all my. I don't think my CPR is my CPR is not in there either. That also is in there. I don't have. I have one CPR in here. Yeah, I have this American Red Cross lifeguard additional specialties, and my CPR falls under that. But I don't have my American Heart Association or my Emergency Care Safety Institute, any of those things. I don't have them under here, but I throw them in there for fun. What are my skills? See, I have 23 skills. you got to up your skills game, Kiara. I don't have that many skills, bro. I'm just not that skillful. Apparently, my No one endorses me for any of my skills, though. Isn't that great? For teaching, you're my teacher, so I can That's true. I do have teaching on here. Yeah. Do you think I'm a good teacher, JP? You are. So I was telling, actually, Matt, my roommate. uh, Who was... Oh man, this this could have been his night him. to guest on the podcast. Finally, he was he was working anyway. Yeah, no, but I told him you were a good a good teacher, a good TA, because like you actually care about math and like when we were doing, I don't remember. There was one of the very first ones, like w- like our professor just writes magic and like magic happens and like I, I don't get that, but like because you care about it, like you took the time to explain that to us and like sometimes. It's like, oh, you cross a two pi and it becomes a C, but you explain what happens. I really like that because some people, they just don't care and they write magic. Like you take the time because you care about it. So that's pretty I nice. mean, let's not let's not lie too much. I write magic too. Well, yeah, but you explain us why but you do it. I did quickly show the proof. And j- just that quick proof, that was, that was enough for me to be like, okay, that's the magic that happens behind it. It's not just like, ah, oh, this is what you do and that's it. I don't know. But yeah. I need to put another one of these in here. I have four Presidential Scholar Awards now. Wow. My LinkedIn's not updated. I feel... uh, Mine also needs to be updated. There's obviously some updates that need to be made. Are we updating our Can we duplicate this? Can I... Copy and paste. Oh, wait. No, that's the wrong thing. How do you... Okay, I can't just control C, control V. No, you're going to duplicate them. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. I mean, you can just make one and say for four years. Yeah, you could do that. No, it looks better when I have four on here. It (laughs) does. 
Uh, oh, but I was saying uh, the n networking industry. So I think it's it's very nice when you're talking with somebody, when you're interviewing somebody, or when you're meeting somebody for the first time, and you're like, oh, I am a brother of Alpha Kappa Psi. Oh, I'm a brother as well. Like when you find something like a connection between e both persons, it's very nice. And if you're in a bigger school, you have like a way higher possibility of like, oh, I'm actually an alumni. Oh, I'm also an alumni. Yeah. And we don't have that here. But because we're involved in so many things, you can like connect because you're a member of EMS or you are an EMT or you are a member of X, Y, and C Greek life thing or you are, I don't know, something. Like there's always something you can connect with, but like having that name or that university can help like oh i was also a student there yeah i agree with that well i don't know i agree that that is better for networking in that way there's just more chances of potentially meeting someone that's an alum of a certain college and that can be like a good way to be like oh, we kind of have a shared experience here but i mean uh, that's kind of why i joined a sorority though was to be able to have those yeah. connections as well because I, I met up with an alum. We, like, had breakfast one morning because they were in town for something. And they were like, if you're ever in Colorado, like, let me know. Yeah, it, it's so, so nice. It's it's just like when you meet somebody and, like, randomly it's like, oh, when's your birthday? Oh, September. When's your birthday? September. Oh, my, oh my God. Oh, my goodness. You just were born in the mm -hmm. same month. Like, there's not a lot of commonality. There's, there's, there's a 1 in 12 chance of that, yeah. like, when you walk up to someone. But, like, when you find things like that that connects makes a connection between both of you it's like oh it's like oh my god oh. if you were born the same day i mean that's a different thing you're a human like, i'm a human yeah. man crazy but like those things it's like oh my god i was also in x y or c school or oh my god i was also studied in mm -hmm. pennsylvania or like colorado or like seattle you know something like that. i don't know but yeah all right we're at an hour and given that uh devon is not here, here we have no cuts yeah, we literally have no, no flags. That's true. It's just a perfect podcast. There's There's one flag, and it's the start marker flag. Yeah. Just lets me know where the podcast started. Uh, so we're getting up to an hour. Let's do a quick round table just do you feel, encompassing all the different aspects of what we talked about, do you feel that in your situation with what you want from university, all those things, including, you know, Everything. We didn't end up talking about money. That was one thing I was going to bring up. Costs a, like, it costs a lot to go here, but it costs a lot more to go to Harvard. Um, I think it's cheaper to go to Harvard. No. It's about $30,000 more a year. Without financial really? aid. Yeah. Without including any financial aid, yeah. Harvard's over hundred grand a year. Um, I think most of the Ivies are because Columbia is the same. I think it's cheaper, um, I think. Columbia yearly. I don't just do cost cost no harvard is more well Columbia's below us if, harvard is no Columbia is more than us this is just tuition oh that's oh, okay true. so that's not everything oh, okay yeah no, our tuition is about eight thousand dollars less than that but obviously just like any other university there's a ton of ancillary fees no. that go along with it harvard is still below us everything added up 72 with everything added everything that's added. pretty much the same depending on the year. I mean, it's, it's like 78 right now. Okay, so that was the same when I was a freshman here. That yeah. was how much it cost. Inflation well, is things have me. changed. Yeah, I know. I'm so old now. <laughs> um, anyway, factoring in every piece of this conversation, 
do you feel like you would have been better suited? Not saying like that you want to transfer anything. Do you feel like that you would have been better off for any of the different reasons at any different school, a bigger name school, a lower cost school, a even smaller school than this one, a bigger population, but not necessarily like a university at Buffalo is over 20,000 people. That was one of the ones that we looked up, but that's still not like a much bigger name than our university is, depending on what you're talking about. So we'll start with JP because we started with Kiara for everything tonight. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, I was actually in an event earlier today and they asked a similar question to somebody and, and I guess I agree with their answer basically. What they say was like, or no, basically I, uh, mm, I don't know. I say, I would say I am, I consider myself successful in this school. I consider, I think that I've done everything that I would like to do. I think I'm on track to do what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to accomplish. And, like, I have no more time to do anything else. I'm, like, packed. And I'm packed doing things that I find a value. I think that are going to... I think are going to be helpful for me to, like, achieve my goals. So I think the school was a right choice. I mean, maybe if I went somewhere else, I would also be, like, working hard in, like, clubs, organizations, or, like, extracurriculars to get involved. But, like, I, I just think everything sort of worked worked out here. So if I w was given the chance to transfer somewhere else, I, I wouldn't do it because I think I have everything that I'm working for. I'm proud of that. I am very engaged. I'm very connected to what I'm doing. I really like what I'm doing. And I think it's it's gonna have a, a good impact not only on my career but in others others' career. Yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. I guess it no, did. No, it did. For me, um, I really like corn. <laughs> That's it's corn. <laughs> a big lump of nuts. It, it has the juice. juice. It has the juice. Can't imagine a more beautiful thing. Okay, anyway, um, I could tell you all about it. Just look at this thing. When I tried it with butter, everything changed. Okay, anyway. Um, Do you like corn, Kara? You know, just as much as the next guy. Okay, you were saying. going. It, mine's a complicated answer. I think I've said on the podcast before, that I wish I would have applied to other schools when I was a freshman for transfer because of my situation. I probably wouldn't have gone anyway because of financial reasons, but I do wish I had applied. At the same time, I really enjoy the faculty in the departments that we have and the connection that I'm able to form with them. I think that is really important and – I think there are definitely a lot of networking opportunities available. I don't take advantage of them as much as I should. Um, I use a lot of networking outside of the university. I just try and network sort of 
my 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 paths to meeting people and doing stuff like that generally don't flow through the university, but I still do network. Um, so I think that I'm. I think this is the right place. I mean, like, it's not a cheap school by any means. Um, it's not in the top 100 most expensive, though. It's not? Nope. Uh, one of our very close neighbors is, though. If you can guess who. I mean, it's not going to be the public school. Yeah, it's not going to be the school of public school. We nearby, really don't so like the other them. One. Yeah. Um, really? It's more expensive? Yeah. A lot more expensive. It's a lot more expensive. Yeah, even after financial aid, they pay a lot more than us. Um. So, anywho, losers. I I think that I am well suited at this size university for what I do. Kiara, you're in an interesting situation that JP and I both plan to call it. I, I shouldn't. This sounds weird. JP and I both, to a degree, plan to call it quits after undergrad. You know. I mean, I don't know if you plan to get your master's or not. Um, I mean, you can wobble back and forth, but especially like master's is really different from a doctoral program. For you, considering doctoral programs, where you did undergrad might be of more importance. It than matters for a us. lot more because there are some med schools that will not even consider you if you've gone to like a community or something like that. Like they want you to. Or if you did online, like, you, there are some that are, like, it has to be in person. You have to do it, like, this way. It has to be through a private or something like that. Um, so that matters a lot more. Med school does care about the name on the degree. They do care about Absolutely, that yeah. GPA next to it. And, you know, if, if JP and I wanted to go on to get PhDs and become professors, it would definitely make a bigger difference than – Right. And this school, while it does – while it's not known, especially for its pre-med program, it is still a school that when you tell people, like, I did undergrad here, that they still are like, well, that's a good one. So it, it still holds weight, and that is important for med school. How do you feel about the – I know this is a little bit off topic, but we'll close after this. How do you feel about the way that the United States does medicine? compared to other places in the world because you and i both have i don't know if a friend is the right word a good acquaintance that we <laughs> get along with who decided to apply to do med school sort of on a whim in ireland where he got three the way they name it basically um same sort of skills and ideas as an md here in the u.s but he has three bachelor's degrees, one of medicine and then surgery and then obstetrics. You are a biology major with on a pre-med track, Woo. relatively standard for pre-med students. However, I could spend four years as a mathematics undergrad taking the pre-med classes in my spare free elective credits and then go to med school and be in the exact same spot as you and – how do you feel about how we organize that system? There's a lot of people that think that medicine – if you want to study medicine, that should start in undergrad instead of studying – I mean even like Devon, who isn't here today, is biomolecular science, which has a lot more chemistry than biology in it. Right. I think that they're really – I think that it should be more of like a getting associates because I think those gen eds are important. So if it was like go two years to get – 
those those gen eds out of the way and then even if they elongated an md program Mm -hmm. more than the standard four years to make it so that it's you're now focusing on on the things that are important more specifically to medicine and especially like whatever specialty or field you're going into within medicine because there's so many different fields that while i'm going to spend four years obtaining my md i'm going to spend time doing residency and interning and all of those other things that i need to do and that's still learning and that's still progressing so it's still in a way school while technically having the title whereas if they just elongated that more in a way and i don't know exactly how that would look obviously because that take way better brains than my own but to figure that out more (laughs) so that it's it it makes it gets you on the track maybe not sooner but puts you in a better spot for when you've earned the doctor title do you think that i shouldn't say because obviously some of it what percentage of what you are going to learn in undergrad do you think is really important to what you'll learn in medical school because obviously it's some it's not Mm -hmm. none but it's definitely not all (laughs) right um Ooh, I mean, you I haven't been to medical school, right? So it's, I haven't it's been. Hard to, so I'm we, not, we should ask a doctor, but right, I can't completely tell you exactly. But I mean, there are things that I have to learn here for my degree that I am not going to use once I obtain that ecology. Degree. Right. Okay. I'm. I'm hopefully never going to have to do calculus again. Hate ecology, <laughs> but I had to do it here to get my degree. So I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, there obviously is a percentage, especially because I'm a biology major and I'm. Mm-hmm. Gonna do biology related things for the rest of my life. Those things. Well, I mean, what are you taking for classes right now? Right now, I'm the EMT class, which is that's medical yeah. field, so that obviously counts. Um, <laughs> genetics, that one counts. Yeah. Physics for life sciences is really just physics. <laughs> it's it's algebra based physics, oh, right? So I'm taking physics, a so, yeah. very not light load, but a very low class. What are you this taking semester? next semester? Semest- next semester, I'm taking intro. I'm trying to make a point, and it's not really working with only three yeah, classes. Sorry. Intro <laughs> to environmental and occupational health. Yes, because I dropped two of them. We won't talk about it. Um. <laughs> what are you trying to calculate over there? How many credits you're taking, I think. Are you taking more than 12 credits? Nope. Technically, I'm a part-time student right now. Let's let you take a moment to process that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> continuing. Anyway, what are you next semester? Uh, intro to environmental and occupational health, cognitive sci, and uh, social. You're taking three classes again next semester? No, there's oh, okay. more. <laughs> and then physics. Are you graduating in 25 years or what? <laughs> physics for <laughs> for life science too in the lab associated with that, and then biostat. Okay. Still not really proving my point that much. No. But, I mean, it's hard because you're still a sophomore. Um, right. I'm still taking the classes that are very, like, needed for things. Yeah. The point the, I was like, going to make throws. that I, I, I would I, – while you were digressing on your classes, I should have looked up your, your track for other classes that you'll take. But a lot of the more – I mean, there's great examples. Like, like do you have to take zoology? Is that part of bios required or is that one of the required electives? It's an elective. So okay. I could take it. 
Is it one, one of those things where it's like you need to take two of these six classes? Yes. Yeah, so like I think yeah. we have like so there's like <laughs> certain things that we have to we have to take. Like we have to take bio one and two, obviously. The obviously, intros. but you need to take that for med school anyway. Right, but after that, there's some where it's like I need to take them just because they're required for med school. Mm-hmm. Which is like genetics is one of them. And I think genetics might be the last biology that's absolutely recommend, like absolutely needed for med school. But after I finish genetics, every other biology I take technically is just an elective yeah. because I don't have to take it. I mean, I have to take it because it's biology, but it's not like a recommend. It's not a required course. And some of those obviously are going to put you in a. I mean, it depends how you view it, but they're going to put you in a better predisposition. I'm sure some of them will for the things that you'll learn in med school. You'll have a better understanding. But things like like bio one is required. But what did you learn in bio one that you're going to lose in med, learn in med school? Do you know what phylum humans are in? What kingdom are we a part of? What's the genus of the lion? Ooh, I hate ecology. Um, uh, so personally, I mean, I don't want to go into the medical field, and that's part of the reason. I don't, I don't want to spend four years studying something for the – I mean, what it – average, like there's like seven required prerequisites for med school. You got bio, the two bios, the two ochem, psych, soch, genetics. Mm-hmm. Maybe like depending on the school, there's a couple other ancillary things thrown in there. But Statistics. Like- um, and then there's – so those that's like the set that like every med school requires. And then there's other ones where it's recommended you take them. Yeah. And then but some specific med schools require a certain class. So that's like, like – call it like 7 to 12 classes. That's like one – intensive year of classes or like a year and a half of super chill semesters, three semesters. I didn't, for me, I didn't want to spend four years studying all these other extra things, no matter what they really were for, in order to take these seven classes that the U.S.'s medical system decides is what you need before you can go actually start studying medicine. And that's just my opinion. Which is but. why I think if there was that year or two undergrad where you got like an associate's degree where they – I mean, would it be an intense two years? Absolutely. That's a hard course load. But like – I mean, we're talking about like out. 12 classes. That's two semesters, six classes. Yeah. But like if you spread that out just a little bit more, give yourself – maybe take a couple electives in there. Just like so sure. Yeah. I mean, I, like, it's still good. Like it's good to have a well-rounded education. Uh, our university puts right. a big emphasis on that with the uh, – you know what I'm talking about? Gah. I think it makes Gah. sense Gah. that you need to walk Gah. into med school. Gah. What just happened? Gah. We're talking about Ka? <laughs> you know Ka? Do you know what we're talking about? No. Okay, hold on. Well, K-A? Ka. Oh. That's that's our school's big emphasis. I, I flagged it so we can bleep it. That's I mean, our school's big emphasis. Is it like... It's not a universal term. No, there oh. it's electives. Um... <laughs> anyway, I th- <laughs> anyway, I think that it is – I do like that it's a requirement that you have to walk into med school with higher education, like credits. Like you've already yeah. gone through that. So I, I mean I, I don't – yeah. And I mean like depending on what your undergrad was in, if you got your undergrad in – you know, you were a double major in like, you know, applied – so like two like really intensive courses – then maybe med school is not going to be that much different. Mm-hmm. But for most undergrads, you know, like a single single major general track, 13 to 15 credits a semester, 13 to 16 credits a semester, depending how many labs you're taking because they can be numbered weirdly sometimes. 
med school is going to be a big jump in intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good. You don't want to be coming out of high school right. going into a program like that. But I think that our mutual acquaintance coming out of high school, their program is designed mm-hmm. such that you come out, that you are able to flow into it well. Right. I mean, there's it's a little bit different. He doesn't have an MD because he would need to do a certain number of years of postgraduate research if he wanted to be considered a medical doctor. But he does all the same things that an MD would do in the United States, just not here in the United States. Anyway, we are past what we were supposed to go to. That was a digression. Uh, any closing thoughts from anyone? I'm so glad Devon's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 been quiet. Mm-hmm. It's been organized. It was a nice, chill vibe. Very organized, very on point. I haven't had to scream at anybody. We're good. Mm-hmm. No, no peaks. Mm-hmm. No flies. Oh, really? Oh, There's no one. peaks. I didn't peak at any point. Uh, no, we have peaks. Oh. Uh, Kiara, yeah, peaked at 38 over. Dang. You can see yeah. that 38 right there. That means she peaked at 38 over. I peaked at eight over. JP, you peaked a couple times, but I cleared your peaks. If I, I can clear them like that. Ah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, then tune in hopefully next week. Um, you know, a little prognosis going forward for our faithful listener. Ooh, our faithful listeners. Uh, this podcast should come out this Saturday. Following that, uh, hopefully there'll be a podcast next week, and then the week after that, the studio closes for the semester, and we don't have wah, access wah, anymore. Wah. We will be back in the spring, provided that none of us die over the break. Oh, my God. (laughs) So we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Peace out. JP, say adios, amigos. Adios, amigos. (laughs)